0: Portage Health Foundation, Copper Country Senior Meals, and Dial Help are now Copper Shores Community Health Foundation. We are excited to announce this new name as it marks the start of a new era in community support. Copper Shores will continue to offer the same programs, services, and opportunities as before, as well as identify and fill service gaps within the community. With a passionate team dedicated to the well-being of community members, we can move our community forward in more ways than ever before. To learn more about our vision for a more healthful community, visit coppershores.org. Welcome back to segment two of Copper Country Today. I'm Todd Van Dyke. We are brought to you by the Copper Shores Community Health Foundation, the new name for Portage Health uh, Foundation. You can still find them at phfgive.org. Lots of interesting things happening this summer in Calumet, and I thought we ought to get an update from Leah Polzian from Main Street Calumet. Leah, welcome back to the program.
1: Thanks for having me, Todd. I'm excited to be here and tell everybody a little bit about what we have planned for Pasty Fest this year.
0: Well, Pasty Fest course is coming up in August, so yes. it's a few weeks away yeah. yet. <laughs> right. But there's Not a new tomorrow. thing that you have added that you told us about this week, and I yes. thought we needed to get the word out about this so that people can get working on it.
1: Yes, absolutely. So this year we are we are sponsoring we are hosting the world's first. Pasty Fest Art Prize competition. Um, we really thought that world's first thing was pretty fun. Well, hey. Uh, <laughs> you know, hey, come on. Go with it, right?
0: Yeah, you, you, you grab your fame when you can get it. That's
1: right. As much as we can. And all
0: um, sorts of other groups are going to be really crushed that we thought of this first.
1: Yes, I know. I know. We oh. beat them to the punch.
0: Yes, yes. We're, um, we're right there. I- explain what the heck yes. this is. Do you have to create art about pasties? Yes.
1: So we, we want to see, you know, we know how many amazing artists we have locally. It, we really do have a whole bunch of talented people we do. in a variety of, of genres of art, whether it's, um, I mean, any media, right? Um, and the pasty is such a, I mean, it's a part of our culture here. It is. and
0: That's why we have a fest.
1: That's why we have a fest, certainly. Um, but kind of looking at, at the pasty through this lens of art, like what is an artist. An artist's impression of something pasty related. I I guess in my head, I I just can't wait to see what people come up with. But what we want people to do is submit a piece of art to the competition. Any media, as we say, um, but pasty related. So I'm thinking that people could be. This could be a painting of someone cooking, or this could be a painting of an actual pasty, or it could be of a family eating, or... Or an it ingredient. Could be, you
0: could uh, it, right. you know, Who you knows? You make a painting of a rutabaga. The,
1: right. This could be a sculpture. This could be a, a, Fiber yeah.
0: arts. You could In, knit a pasty.
1: Interpretive dance of the pasty. <laughs> the pasty fairies. Um, I'm excited to see, again, what people come up with. But yes, yeah, so you will submit a piece of art. We will have a month of judging. Leading up to the event, um, we'll have an online and in-person component. the The pieces will be displayed in downtown businesses in Calumet, um, and then we will have everything listed online as well. Um, and then we will announce the winner at Pasty Fest. Okay. So, and what will the winner win? Pasties. Yeah, <laughs> we, we that should definitely be a component, right? We the package thus far is Kiwanau cash. Ah, okay. which yes. can be spent. Yeah, you know, pretty much uh, any place. Yes, right, locally. Yeah. Um. So our our sponsor, Visit QAnot, is sponsoring this event, and um, I think we're are are you online there, Todd? I want to say 150, 150, was our was our winner categories, but oh, I, I am think, not online. Oh, I okay. I, I apologize for that. I'm sorry. I don't have the the amounts. It, it, um nailed down in it's my enough head yet, to make it worthwhile but definitely enough to make it worthwhile and
0: besides the prestige of winning the first yes, one
1: the world's you know, first you put that on the
0: resume you put yeah, it on your website right. you treat it on
1: social media and oh on. my gosh fame fortune and everlasting notoriety yes absolutely yeah so we are excited to have that that artistic lens on the event this year and i think it will be fun and something for um we you know we want to celebrate pasty fest more than just one day, and this is a way to bring that past the pasty art to town and uh, celebrate a little bit longer and think about pasties a little more.
0: So suppose I had a brilliant idea for representing a pasty in some acceptable
1: media. Yes. How do I submit? well we have a, a form online so it's an online submission if you go to Uh or you can also find us on our social media for pasty fest um, facebook and instagram um, pasty fest and uh, we have a, a link tree there if you're familiar with Linktree tree and um, forms right there you're going to uh, fill out the form and we will we'll work with you personally to you know, actually collect the art, find the the right um, business to to feature it in. Do real pasties
0: count? Because I've seen pasties that I think would qualify (laughs) as uh, works of art.
1: uh, um, Real pasties I think would be a difficult thing to achieve. This could be like the banana, right? Wasn't there don't we have a, a Art fiasco with someone eating a banana off of a piece of art. Yeah, it was hanging on a wall as a yeah, piece of art, hey, and somebody yes. said, "Hey, this looks like a good snack." Right. And so, so, so there it went. Possibly works of art pasties uh, could maybe it could maybe it could work, but maybe that's something you have to replace on a regular basis, so we don't have. Um,
0: well, and pests you know after. And- a week things. or two, they could get a little ripe. Yeah. you probably have to spray them with some you
1: know, Magical. epoxy or something yes. like that to mm.
0: keep them safe. This sounds like a lot of fun. Yes. And I hope that a lot of people will take us up on yes. this. I'm really curious uh, with you now to see what exactly is going to well, arrive from this. Well,
1: we do have our first entry, actually, from Cornwall. Really? All the way from? All the way from Cornwall. We have already received a a tea towel, a hand, um, block printed tea towel, um, that has a pat, And I think it says it's pasty time in this very cute wood cut block print. Okay. Um,
0: because heaven knows in Cornwall, it is always pasty it time. Is always
1: pasty time in Cornwall. Um, it's very interesting to see our social media audience, which is local and then Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> so we have people watching us from across the pond and, um, yeah, our first submission is this, you know, very pretty little tea towel that someone has made and and um, you know made their own print. Very cool
0: because they yeah. take their pasties very seriously oh, in yeah. Cornwall. Yes. I mean, there's a legal definition of a Cornish pasty. pasty. You can't call it a. Um, many of the pasties we serve here that have been Are developed not. over the years would not be yeah. able to be advertised as Cornish pasties. Correct. No carrots, Cornwall. my friend. No, no, and, and uh, no breakfast pasties. No. I, I assume they have these things. Of course. But they can't call them Cornish, Cornish. pasties. So. And right. we, are, we are very proud here. Our, is our pasty uh, mascot going to be uh, at uh, pasty Fest this year, Cousin oh, Jack?
1: Oh, Cousin Jack will be there. You bet. You bet. Cousin Jack will be in, in prime form. He's ready to go. He's excited to be out there.
0: So let's get on to some of the other uh, things that have to do with Pasty Fest coming up, as long as we're talking about this. It is when?
1: It is Saturday, August 19th, noon to 4.
0: Now, are there other things that people might want to be doing now to get involved? Have we opened up sign-ups for the Pasty Eating Contest, things like that?
1: Pasty Eating Competition will be at 3 o'clock. Sign-up will not open until July. Okay. We have opened it up to 12 people this year. We will have um, eight pre-registrations available online, and we are saving four seats for walk-up. Oh, that's good. Because we always have people the day of who are dying to be a part of that competition that maybe didn't know they needed to sign up beforehand. They just found out about it. They and came from
0: Cornwall. They,
1: they Maybe they came all the way from <laughs> Cornwall. They want to be a part of it. And so we, um, we are saving four seats for the day of, and... I'm sure it will be uh, competitive for those seats. Yeah, you might have you, to have a drawing. You might have to really uh, bring your A-game, have a theme song that you want to play, and get your name ready for who you are as a competitor.
0: I suppose, you know, appropriate dress. You know, Appro- got, yes, you, appropriate you could dress, a, dress the part, yes. wear a Cornish tea towel or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like
1: that. <laughs> or more than a Cornish tea yeah, towel also. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, July will will open up the signups for that. Okay,
0: so if you want to be in it, just watch the Main Street Calumet yeah. website. Go there several times a day, pasty. and you'll actually <laughs> yeah. we, it we out. will
1: do a we will definitely do um, some posting about it on our social media All right. for sure on our pasty fest social media pages for that. Um, and then, of course, we have our bake off, um, and I, we have a new pasty shop in Calumet. East Fork Pasty Company, and they are going to be in the running this year, which makes me very, very happy. I love oh, yeah. having Calumet bakeries. Um, and we will see Slim's. We will see um, Krups. We will see a number of other folks as well. Okay, but and, I, and I, I'm sure that some I of this is still some, lining up at yes, this point. Yes, I was point, just going to so. say I, wanna, I don't want to speak too quickly on some of the other. We have some... You know, there's always summer is staffing, and it's also there's a lot of weddings. There's a lot of other competition yeah. for for um, you know pasties. So yeah,
0: I don't think people perhaps understand. What a big commitment this is from these suppliers yes. who bring their pasties in. It's a ton you of know, work. You know, you're know, you talking about somebody who might make a, a few dozen a day or a hundred a day, all of a sudden having to crank out hundreds of these things right. and get them into Calumet and, and, right. and of and course, keep them hot. warming equipment and yes. things like that. This is a big commitment. Right. So if you see those businesses that are involved in pasty Fest who are bringing the pasties out, remember them after pasty Fest <laughs> yeah, when you're I looking see. for pasties. Season, yeah. And and reward them with your business because yeah. it's a
1: big deal right it is and and for all the reasons that you said and if you're running a shop you have a storefront you have that staffed well now if you're going to be at a second location do you you either have to make the decision to close your primary location which is probably not a great business move on a saturday in the summer uh or find extra staff to run a booth at an event and it just it's it's and, not and, simple.
0: And there is some risk involved because we have had on occasion <laughs> uh, stormy situations which have kind of shut things down and what? Yeah. Okay, so you bring 500 pasties, yeah. you take home 490. That's, that's a, a, problem. a problem. Yes, absolutely. So it we, is a risk that way. We do appreciate all of the people yes. who submit that. Uh, there'll be a parade this year. I assume they'll be sign up for that. There will be no parade no this parade? year, Todd. No, no parade. parade.
1: I know. I'm stunned. I am shocked. You're shocked. You're mortified. You're ruining my summer. I'm so sorry to do that too. By the end of summer, it feels like people are a little, um, people want to come see a parade. Less people are interested in making a float after we've done Bridge Fest and we've done Fourth of July
0: and Strawberry Festival and and, and all of those. Uh, You're right. And by the time we
1: get to the end of August, people are like, Hmm. I don't want to put all that stuff on my vehicle. I don't want to sit in line. I don't want to wait. And so we've seen, we just have some other exciting things we want to do during the event, um, for a draw and to put our volunteer staff's effort into those items instead of a parade, which is another thing folks appreciate a parade is not simple. No, no. Um, The street I watched closures. I David Crowley
0: put together parade after yes. parade after parade. Yes. And he puts a ton of work into every uh, one of those parades yes. that he does and other organizers do too.
1: Absolutely. And all the volunteers you need for street closures to keep people safe during that event. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of work. And so what we are doing instead this year, so instead of a parade, which usually our parade is at two o'clock, we are going to have um, some fun events one of those things being a truck pull not like two trucks pulling each other but like a person pulling a truck full of
0: pasty ingredients whoa because like you'd have to eat lots of pasties to get your strength for that you have to
1: be strong yes Yes. Strong and Cornish. Strong and Cornish. Yes, this is what we want. So we will be having a truck pull. We, and we are working out details on um, how many people we think will be able to accommodate for. Like, well, how long exactly does it take to pull a truck? Say, and how
0: long 50. do you have to pull the truck? Right. And how far can someone pull a truck? All, all the way down Fifth Street? Yeah, <laughs> right. What,
1: it, what What is it going to take? So we're working out some details on that, but we're really excited about it. I think it would be such a f- just... Very entertaining thing to watch someone pull a beautiful vehicle laden with, say, hundreds rutabagas. of pounds of rutabagas and <laughs> yeah. potatoes and flour and and all the fixing and no carrots and no carrots. But I'm sure carrots will get on there. We have folks who just love carrot they their yeah. pasty. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I personally am not nearly that inflexible about pasties. Yeah.
1: I'm really not either. I'm pretty, I'm, yeah, that's not me.
0: Variety is the spice of life. Yes. Uh,
1: Drums of ketchup and gravy on that truck. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so truck pull, that's something that, that we're going to do. And we're also going to have a relay race. And this is not a relay race like run 10K. This is like, let's have teams of people building pasties. Running through a obstacle course set up, maybe on lawn or a section of the street, I think it will be hysterical and very fun.
0: Or at least historical.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's in Calumet, so yeah. it will definitely be historical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I think those those events will provide um, <laughs> plenty of, of spectacle and plenty of, of interest for, for um, attendees and just have a good, you know, fun. That's what we want people to do. We want people to come to town and have fun and eat pasties.
0: Yeah. Uh, And again, coming up August 19th for a pasty fest. But if you want to get involved in the art situation, in the the art prize, the pasty art uh, prize. Pasty
1: fest, pasty art prize.
0: Yes. yes. If you want it, then you can get started on that right now. Yes, absolutely. Even though you've already been beaten to the punch by a a bath towel from (laughs) our (laughs) Mall. Tea
1: (laughs) towel. That is a tea (laughs) towel, not a bath towel um but yeah absolutely that you can sign up online and um if you have any if anyone has any questions about about how that's going to work go ahead and and reach out our our contact information is readily available online and we're happy to answer any questions you might have um of course we'll also have we have you know craft artisan vendors yep. uh if you want to if you want to um, register to be a, a vendor at Pasty Fest, um, our sign up is online MainStreetCalumet.com, and click the Pasty Fest tab. Um,
0: it's always a good turnout for this. Oh, so if you're a vendor, is. if you do that kind of stuff, yep. this is one that's worth doing.
1: Absolutely, we and it's and it's not a long day. Um, it's a four-hour event, but we see about in that period of time we know we sell at least two thousand pasties, and we know there's a lot of. Kids who aren't eating a whole pasty, and um, maybe people are sharing a pasty, and maybe some people—I don't know who—but maybe they don't like pasties. Well, there is, <gasps> there is all. that, there is right. that. Um, so it's an underground thing. Yeah, so we know that um, that we see at least that many people um, walking around, and it's probably a good bit more. Um, but it's a nice, it's a nice day, and, and just a nice. Nice setup. And so vendors are, are certainly welcome to apply artisan. We, and we aren't, um, it isn't a juried thing. So, uh, we have an awesome Tupperware vendor who comes every year. We have some leather workers that come every year we have jewelers. So it's a whole mix of folks who come and, um, as long as it isn't anything derogatory or something like that. Everyone's uh, welcome to participate. Um, we'll also have live music, of course, um, up and down the street. The farmers market is is on on Saturdays, sure, um, right in the three hundred block. So they get that ends up being part of the whole mix. And then we will um, have our giant bubble machine on hand um, and some other events for the kids.
0: But you popped my bubble when you said we weren't going to have a parade. Oh. So. I'll somehow I'll, I'll have to get by. Talking. Oh, you'll ha-
1: you'll have to make make it through.
0: <laughs> talking with Leopoldian from Main Street, Calumet. Uh, let's talk about a couple of other things. You mentioned the farmers market. That's I yes. assume off to its usual good start.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, off to a roaring start. But in a different place this year. No, isn't it in Agassiz Park it this year? W- it was going to be, but it is not. Oh, it's not. It is not. It is in its normal location in the three hundred block of. Um, between 5th and 6th Street, so right next to the Calumet Theater, just south. Okay. Um, and so we have... Um, the Village of Calumet has a, a grant for um, uh, improvement of that space. Um, so right now it's pretty much just kind of flattish lawn. And uh, we will be improving that to have a small stage, to have um, concrete walkways, landscaping, just much improved um, green space or park space. Okay, yeah, because um, I thought that was why it was so being
0: moved. I thought that correct, they were going to be working on it. Correct, And in, Obviously, in, they found a way to coexist.
1: Well, what's going to be happening, actually, is construction will happen next summer, not this oh, summer. Oh, okay, so it's so still off. So. Yes, basically postponed, um, which is, you know, I was a little disappointed at first, but... I've adjusted. I'm okay. It'll happen. It will still happen. Right. We're just getting those construction drawings ready. It's a process. You have to take things to bid, get a contractor in place. So um, that process is still underway. But um, the market then just stays where it is. Okay. For now.
0: Speaking of construction,
1: Mm. uh, an update on the vacant spots
0: downtown in Calumet, the 300 block.
1: So we have um, there. We have a number of what are called Community Revitalization Program grants um, that are through the MEDC, Michigan Economic Development Corporation. and one of those is in the 300 block. I'm not sure when their construction will start. It's right across from the green space where the farmer's market is. Um, and along either side of that, you have frozen farms. And we have a new business right next to it um, called the Copper Scoop. So uh, ice cream made right there. Made right there? Made right there. There is so there is are a lot of own-
0: interesting food that has developed it's in coming. Calumet over the past several years. You
1: know, and now this summer, um, Bucco's Party Store in their parking lot is hosting two food trucks every day, um, Bismax UperQ and um, Rock Skipper's um, Fish and Chips. So there are two food trucks right there. We have our awesome Copper Scoop making, I say homemade, but it's, I mean, it's made. It's commercially yeah, store, made. Store-made. It's store-made, it's right, it's there. Store made, right. Um, And, yeah, they're making it right in-house and trying to use, you know, local ingredients where they can. Mint and and, um, anything that they can, you know, I'm sure there will be some berry flavors this summer coming. I would say. Thimbleberry ice cream. We need Thimbleberry ice cream. Oh, man. So, yeah, but um, in between, like I said, Frozen Farms and the Copper Scoop is a building that right now looks very... Nondescript is what I'm going to say. It just, you almost wouldn't even, you drive by it and not even think, see it basically. And that building is a historic building with a very mm, nondescript facade on it. That building is going to undergo an entire, entire remodel rehabilitation project. And you'll have commercial space downstairs with a beautiful storefront and, and residential, um, you know, apartments upstairs, um owned by the same folks who own the copper scoop and frozen farms. And, um, I am thinking one of those businesses maybe will expand downstairs or maybe it will be just rented. I'm not sure where that will land, but, um, it's great to see that project coming together and really see the 300 block, um, moving forward.
0: Yeah, it's really been excellent Changing. Yeah. over the last few years to see people digging into these buildings yep. because this is not an easy thing either. I mean, you talk about things oh. that there's more to it than people might think. You don't just buy a building, snap your fingers, and have it all of a sudden come back to life. Some of these right. buildings have been uh, not well treated for a half century or easy. more. Yep. You know, there's stuff right. inside that right. you have to remove appropriately if you've got Correct. asbestos and things of that nature. Right. And it's not an easy thing to right. do, and it's not a cheap thing to do. No,
1: it no it's uh it takes a lot of money and a lot of effort to make that happen and there are some um, excellent grant programs available through the state through medc michigan economic development corporation um and one of them being the crp that i've mentioned which is called a community revitalization program grant and they go up to 50 percent of eligible costs with a property owner but um when you have a hundred year old building uh, those costs are significant, so you're looking at you know seven hundred thousand dollar projects, a million three, a million seven. And I know in in the grand scheme of things, I mean, you could. I know that there are dollar amounts that are much larger when we talk about these investments. But well, but we're
0: not talking about big corporations right. coming in here. We're talking about mom and pop businesses. We're right. talking about individual local investors, families. You yeah. know. Uh, 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 Million and a half dollars is stunningly
1: expensive, yeah, expensive yeah, for right.
0: a local family right. or something like that and, to take and, on. And this
1: isn't Chicago, it's Calumet, so yeah. um, that return on investment is very important. And the, that grant funding is just really vital to making these projects w- possible.
0: Well, and not to mention the fact that in some cases it would be a lot cheaper to build a new building someplace else. I, uh, the engineer pu- the team, they- tim- timber people. I know said that when they got the grant to rehab their building. Yes. They said it would be cheaper for us to build another building someplace Somewhere. else right. from scratch. Right. But now the grant makes it feasible for right. us to restore this exactly. building, which was damaged because it's next door to where the fire was.
1: Correct, and that building is looking great. Um, 104 5th Street, yeah, Joe Miller owns that building, and they were tenants. Fire Tower Engineered Timber was a tenant at the time of the yes. fire, and um, they actually ended up then purchasing the building and have received this, this grant and, and are, uh, they are back in that building, um, the interior is complete. Um, there's some exterior work, um, that is still underway, but largely done. There was a whole bunch of tuck pointing and brick replacement done on the pieces that were damaged. Of course, a lot of windows, um, replaced, but it's just looking so nice. They did a beautiful job on the front of the building. There had been actually previous damage, even before the fire where a truck had come down the road and hit the building and there was a good bit of masonry damage there and um the folks who worked on that building just did it just looks great i mean you you'd never you just would never know that anything like that had happened to the front of the building or that they had changed um the layout slightly on the front um to accommodate that um, damage that had happened. we got to
0: wrap things up here. Leah Polzian from Main Street Calumet. If you want to know more about Main Street Calumet and what's going on in the village, go to MainStreetCalumet.com. That's the best way to find out. Thank you for coming in, Leah.
1: Thanks for having me, Todd. Always great to be here.